Our next guest is nicknames Hunger. Oh yeah. And I'm, I don't know the reason why his nickname is called Hunger. Um, I've heard stories. He's a bit of a hungus uh, when it when it comes to uh, putting his hands in his pockets. I wonder if that's what it's referenced to. But we'll have to find out. But Liam Messon, I won't say it to his face, but he was the worst of the worst. I remember we were playing a test in Australia, and I'd kick the ball down to the goal line, and I tackled in and Adam Asher Cooper over the, the goal line. We had a, I think we had a five-metre scrum. So we, it was you know, a play that was needed a couple of minutes ago. Anyway, I get up off the ground. I'm wandering back. Instead of coming and giving me a pat on the back or, or a little you know, high five, he comes up and he grabs his two hands and he wipes them over my receiver. <laughs> and he starts, he starts pulling my hair forward. And I'm thinking... Are you kidding me? Like, he's just come out and he's the worst at ripping me out about my McDonald's head, my bald head, Liam Messam. I think he's on the line now. Hunger, how you doing? Hey, boy, check out we brother. <laughs> I'm good, mate. You are the worst of the worst when it comes to nicknames. I just spoke about Corey Jane calling me McDonald's, the bald eagle, and you used to jump on it with <laughs> as well. Hunger. What is the hunger? Uh, oh... It's a long story, so I'll try and keep it short, but um, obviously I'm from the school of Titch. You know, Titch is mm. quite hard on his nutrition. You know, when I first yeah. went up to Hamilton, the, uh, all the players took me out to dinner, and they took me to um, some Chinese yum cha place. And like, I, was, I was in shock. I was like, there's all this grease everywhere, all these noodles, and all this deep fried food. And I just I sat there and I told the, the boys, oh, no, no, it's all good. I had um, dinner before I came. I didn't realize I was going up for dinner, so I sat there for like three hours, like just in hunger the whole, the whole time. <laughs> and then when I got home, my flatmate saw me having a big munch, like having not a big munch, having my boiled chicken and boiled broccoli. And he goes, "You know what? Your name's going to be Hunger." <laughs> so, that's how it happened. So it does make sense. It does make sense because no, 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 no. You didn't want to eat. You didn't want to pay for it because I've heard stories of you going out for team dinners, going out for team dinners, and you and Jose Gear going in the team room, taking the drinks out of the drink cabinet, and taking the cream rice. No, that's Jose. Jose Gear was very famous for making a, a cheap tasty, making a cheap tasty and keeping us twenty five bucks for dinner. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But hey, great to have you on the show, Hunger Mate. Uh, you've been. You've been doing plenty over the last couple of, couple of years, but you've just announced your new role with with the Chiefs, mate. Is it has it been in the pipeline for a while? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's, it's been a couple of years in the making. Didn't have the uh, the face for radio like yourself, is he? So to go get a real job. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, it's, it's been awesome. It's uh, it's been a different challenge, bloody nine to five. Um, and try and keep the mental capacity going for the whole day, but uh, slowly getting there. Mm. Uh, Liam, you, your official title at the Chiefs is Athlete Development Coach. Um, what, is, what does that actually entail? What are you, what's your day-to-day roles? What are you going to be working with these young fellas on? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting role. It's uh, just actually trying to keep these young fellas on their toes um, in training and uh, making sure that they're working hard or understanding what working hard is, uh, especially in the gym and taking those shortcuts. So just keeping a, you know, an eye over them and um, giving a bit of morale boost in the gym if they need uh, a spot or whatnot. Um, and then on the field, just helping them with their skills. Um, same thing, just, just keeping an eye on them. And um, I don't do any of the tactical stuff. I've got some awesome coaches and that, that do that role, so I just sort of chip in when I need to and, and uh, make sure that the boys are, you know, 
living the standards of what it means to be a chief. Um, and then obviously doing a little bit of pathway stuff with, with John Gibbs, which is, has been really awesome. Um, just learning and yeah, I'm just a sponge at the moment, just taking a lot in. Um, obviously, I've played the game for a long time, but this is the other side of the game, which uh, I'm just being, you know, a rookie again and just really learning everything I need to learn. You got a new coaching group coming in, John Gibbs, yourself, you got Marty Burke, um, under, underneath Donk, uh, Clayton McMillan. What's that been like with, with a lot of new coaches coming in? Have you pretty much tried to add your own touches to the environment or just kind of uh, find where it needs to be, we can, you know, have you, uh, your bit of advice? Yeah, no, it's an awesome uh, coaching group. Um, they've been together for a while now, and I think Marty's mm. been coached with the, that coaching group at, at the Bay of Plenty, so they, they know each other. Um, they yeah. have their, their, um, their structures and their systems um, in place, and yeah, I, I just go in and I just make sure that I'm aligned with what the um, with the language that they use with the, the boys and the skill that they want the boys to use, and um, I just go out there and just they're just another sort of voice for the lads and uh, making sure that I'm aligned with the coaches and, and what they needed, and and Johnny's the same, and I think Johnny's got more of a role of helping the coaches as well because he's had a vast experience, especially in Europe as a coach. So, He's just um, helping the coaches be better coaches. How much development goes into these guys that you're working with that that encompasses life outside of footy? You know, because we hear about guys that maybe whose careers get cut short for injury or whatever reason, um, and how prepared they are. You know, whether it comes to budgeting or or having some sort of other education. How much of that is going on uh, with the chief setup? Yeah, there's a lot that happens. I think it happens in a lot of uh, most uh, Super Rugby franchises. Uh, they have the PDM um, schedule where they work on on life on things outside of rugby. Um, I think well we're in week two of our preseason now, so we for myself I haven't um, experienced any of that. It's just all about being uh, getting ready for for the season and working hard. Um, but I'm sure there'll be a point in the time of the season where uh, yeah we have to help these young fellas come through. And it's great to see that that support that they have. Um, as you could say the same, we didn't have that when we were at our age. Um, but it's awesome nah. to see that these young fellas. Uh, get the support and, and get um, the things that they need to, to really succeed to be an athlete and a professional athlete and have you for, for a long time. Yeah, now Liam, you'd agree that uh, DJ Forbes is one of the fittest men you know? Yep. 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 I talked to him last year, uh, or was it earlier this year, I should say, before the fight for life that he took part in, and he said he was absolutely blowing after his first boxing training because it's a different type of fitness. Is that something you're going to look to, to, you know, to incorporate into into the Chiefs? Take some of your boxing background in there and maybe uh, get them a bit more lung capacity. Yeah, we've had a couple of sessions already. It's a little lung buster that we do on a, on a Friday. Uh, it's a little bit of a boxing um, boxing station that the boys can come to me uh, to, if they want to. But uh, yeah, not many have put their hand up to come across. They. <laughs> I've um, seen a few boys struggle with me already, so yeah, it's something that we're going to we'll hopefully check in. I know the boys are pretty keen to do a bit of technique and a bit of skill um, during the year, because I think they're all fighters now and puff their chest up, but um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you have to give a clap around the ears, Hunger. Hey, um, what about your boxing career? You're undefeated, and you're starting to make uh, waves in the, in the boxing world. Hey, what do you love about it? You, you feel like you, you give it a, a decent crack, and where do you want to get to in, in boxing? Yeah, oh, I love my boxing, Izzy. It's um, mm. it keeps me fit and healthy, and I've always um, had a passion for boxing since I was a kid, so so I had to sort of do it mm. as a part-time job. It's been pretty awesome. Like it's a, it's a sport where you have to put everything into it. You can't, um, you know, you can't muck around. You got to make sure you know you're doing the work because. 
uh, you know, do the working and get caught out in the ring. Um, mm. Where I'm going to take it to, I'm not sure, just, just with a new job, bro, right? nine to five. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I can, this is the earliest I wake up because it's uh, his dad being ringing me, so um, I'm not sure if I can wake up at five o'clock and, and get a gym session in before work and then another one after work, but that's something I'm going to, um, you know, figure out and work out. It's, uh, yeah, like I said, my second week or two week on the job, so um, got to get a, a life structure in place. Um, and then yeah, we'll see what happens after that. And if, if I can make it work and definitely get back in that ring. Does does age play a part in, you're not saying you're old, but like, you know, you had a hell of a rugby career. You've played a lot for the Chiefs, test matches. You've been around the world. Now you're getting into a, a boxing career where you're undefeated. And like I said, you, you're beating some formidable opponents. Does age play a factor with potentially making your decision to... to <laughs> Maybe just fight 100%, for fun. One hundred percent, bro. One hundred percent. Probably ninety-nine percent of my last training camp, I was like, "I'm too old for this. I'm too old for this." And every day, I'm like, "What am I doing? What are you doing, hunger? You're bloody almost forty. So, and then you get to the fight, you have the fight, you're like, "Yeah, I can do that again." So, yeah, it's, it definitely plays on on the mind and, and the lungs. I mean, just you keep pushing yourself. But I think if you don't question yourself, you won't keep doing it. You know, so yeah, you mm. you. There was some talk about you uh, wanting to to add the uh, New Zealand heavyweight title to your uh, list of achievements. I mean, how realistic do you reckon that is? Yeah, well, the, I had a crack at it. Um, I think it was last year, but unfortunately, my opponent got um, injured, and the work that has to go into fighting a ten round. So at the moment, I was I'm only fighting four rounds, like, and that's a lot of work. And then to, the work I had to put into do a ten round, I was just like, I do not know how Tyson Fury and these other bigger lads go twelve rounds all the time. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, the thing that I'm going to have to um, think about again, especially with uh, being a working working man and, and paying my taxes, so um, just to see if I can put the time and effort into it. I like calling myself. Oh, hunger! <laughs> You're not a working man, mate. About time <laughs> you got a job, job man. You've been the job. I'll, you've been living. I'm sending my. You've been. I'm sending my profile by eight thirty to to four forty five. I think it says on my contract. So that's a, that's a job, bro. <laughs> Oh, eight thirty. That's a late start, brother. I'm up at four thirty. Lash goal, but I'm off yeah, at nine a.m. Hey, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, just looking looking towards the season. Uh, you, you've you've lost a couple of players. You got Peter Gasol, Kula. You got Brody Retallick, Sammy Kane's on a on a sabbatical. That's a whole lot of experience. That's Leicester Chiefs. Um, who are you looking at to this year to? fill that gap and, and maybe lead this this Chiefs one better this year? Yeah, that's, that's a lot of experience gone and a lot of caps on the Chiefs gone. And I guess that's a, another part of my role was to help the, the young leaders come through. Um, so, yeah, at the moment, we're just working through that. Um, Aiden Ross mm. is a, a great example of, of, a, of a great leader. Doesn't say much, but he works bloody hard. Um, another another prop, actually, George Dyer, he's, I think, going to be a, a great leader one day. Um, but you look mm. guys like... Uh, Luke Jackson, when they come back from um, their six-month holiday, um, our All Blacks, you know, um, Anton, Anton Leonard Brown, he's actually coming a couple of times into training, looking very, very um, sharp all this time of year. Um, so it looks like he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. So uh, you look for guys like that to, to really lead and then um, younger players in, in the group. Like, we're not asking them to be Sam Kane or Brady Vitalik, we're just asking them to, to be themselves and, and to be uh, to be a chief. So, um yeah, it's going to be interesting to, to see where this group of young uh, leaders can get to, but it's uh, an exciting mm. part, uh, new, exciting start for the Chiefs. 
It feels like uh, 2024 Super Rugby season is going to be a real bit of an unknown. You know, we've lost so many players, not just the Chiefs, but across the franchises and so many coaching changes as well, mate. I mean, uh, how are you guys viewing it? I, I guess it's a little bit harder to predict what everybody else is going to do. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit harder. Obviously, a few change of head coaches in, in different teams. So the way they play maybe might be different, but uh, we all know what everyone's doing at this time of the year. <laughs> They're all out there sweating and <laughs> Bring the lungs out, so um, yeah, I guess we just have to get, we have to get closer to, to the season um, and pre-season starts and then see where, where teams are at, so it's, uh, I think it's going to be another great um, great season. Um, if you go off the NPC um, and the product of, of a style of rugby that was played there, I'm sure um, you know, uh, Super Rugby is even going to take it to another whole other level. Liam, did you ever come close to playing NRL, playing league? <laughs> You know what we do, Dagger, we chuck it into our negotiations. Oh, I'm actually talking with, um, <laughs> with the Broncos. And they're like, oh, here's another, here's another joke. Oh, sweet, thanks. <laughs> but, uh, nah, I never, never, never came close. Um, trained once with the Warriors, I think, when I got back from France. But uh, that's the closest I ever got. And as a, you know, but it's, uh, it's great to see uh, young Solomon Alamalo give it a crack. Yeah. Um, I think he'd be a great, great league player. Um, he's tall, fast. Um, he's going to get up and, and get those high balls. Uh, Liam, uh, we're at that time of year, mate. We're actually 11, if you haven't done your shopping yet, we're 11 days away from Christmas Day. Uh, what do the Messums get up to for Christmas, mate? What are your plans? We actually did our shopping last night on Click and Collect. Well, my, my, my beautiful fiance done it for me, so I'm very grateful. <laughs> um, but uh, the Messums will just be here at home. Um, yeah, just eating, swimming, Um that's about it. I mean, I'd be looking for Santa, so, yeah, that's about it. Hey, I told you, he ain't going anywhere, mate. He's tired as anything, old hunger. He won't be careless. He'll be going out there, going down the local uh, back roads, chopping down a pine tree, taking it home. Let's go, Liam Messam. Yeah, that's, it. that's my Christmas tree is the, is the one from down the, down the forestry book. <laughs> oh, hey, uh Appreciate you coming on, Hunger. Um, good to catch up, no bro, worries, and um, have a Merry Christmas, and hopefully we can catch up soon. I know I was with Beaver for the last month, and he's really looking forward to yeah. catching up with you over summer as gig. well. What a gig. Hey, is there any uh, Christmas codes for, uh, for, the, for your listeners? Um, <laughs> surely. Surely. Got any Christmas codes? What do you mean? Yeah, for your bloody hairline. <laughs> Get you know. out of here. Double Get out of here. Did, <laughs> hey, hey, I'll tell you a wee story here. So all the people that gave me stick, Liam Messam, Corey Jane, a couple of other players, for being bored? Wow, wow, wow. Karma, isn't it great, eh, Hunger? Hey, it's good old age, mate. It's wisdom. It's a little bit from the top, <laughs> It's the solar panel, mate. It's the solar panel. Keeps powering you. Come solar see me, panel. mate. I'll look after you. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Oh, you get some ID oh, for your Christmas. Yeah, beautiful. Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks very much, Liam Messer, but with us. And uh, yeah, have a, have a great break, bro. Solar uh, panels. <laughs> Ricardo. What? <laughs> you not heard that before? No. Oh, okay. That's a good one. That's good. All right. I'll start calling you solar panel.